0: We're one more week down, everybody, closer to the puck drop on the upcoming fantasy and NHL season, and we got to dive into some of the goaltending situations across the NHL. Tandems to fade, tandems to break out, and what's going on in the blue paint with the blue and white, a little Toronto Maple Leafs talk for your boys on the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Happy Friday. Let's tap in.
1: You're locked on fantasy hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.
0: Welcome back inside the lab, everybody, to your source for off-season fantasy hockey breakdowns, the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, with your boy Big Flip Livingstone, and of course, on the other side of the microphone, Mr. Steel Rodin. Thank you for making us your first listen. Every single day, even in the offseason right now through August, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find us across all platforms. You find your favorite and hottest content. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com lockedon Locked On today to get started. I hope all the viewers out there on YouTube can see the agenda for today. And if not, make sure you head over to YouTube and smash that subscribe button. We're talking a little Maple Leafs on today's episode. Steele and I have a few things we need to get off the chest. I'm not feeling as rosy about this season, Steele. I know you're feeling a little more optimistic. We're going to go back and forth, I think, on today's episode. But more importantly... You guys know, supporters of the show, by the way, much love for all the off-season support and love. Continue to hammer the comments, DMs, and otherwise. The goaltending area is near and dear to my hashtag Carter heart. But you have to dominate this area in a lot of ways to make sure that you're at the top of the table for your fantasy league. So we're taking a look at the best tandems to break out this year. Goaltending tandems to fade as well. We're breaking it all down on today's episode. Steele, I'm going to stop the preamble now, because I got to save it for, I know you and I are going to disagree on today's episode (laughs) and I'm already hype, but the Martin Jones signing, we know he's regressed heavily over the last number of years in terms of the underlying metrics. He was pretty solid over those number of years in San Jose. This is a bit of an insurance play from the Toronto Maple Leafs. What's your take on that and the overall situation in the blue paint in Toronto right now?
1: Yeah, you pretty much have to go
0: all the way back
1: to 2017, 2018 season to see some good stats of Martin Jones when he was with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, I, I believe that was the season they went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals or had a pretty good run good point. at yep. that. So pretty much since then, his career, like he's, you know, he's still been getting some chances here and there mm-hmm. on a few different squads, but obviously the goals against average has gone up, the save mm-hmm. percentage has gone down. But even the win the win record was pretty uh, pretty solid last year with the Seattle Kraken, 27, yep. 13, and three. And I think you made a very good point before we hopped on here. I asked the question: do you believe it's gonna be Ilya Samsonov and Joseph Wall or Ilya Samsonov and Martin Jones? I yep. your straightforward answer right there was smart move by the Maple Leafs just to have some extra, extra padding, some extra mm-hmm. uh, girth there on the back and in the crease. Uh, like Martin Jones, just in case an injury might uh, injury were to happen to one of those goaltenders, knock on wood, that it doesn't happen this season. Mm. But I like the addition just to have that extra backup there. But I agree with you. It's most likely going to be Elias Samsonov as the starting goaltender. Mm. Joseph Wall, we liked what we saw last year in the postseason when he had to come in relief for Samsonov, even the odd times in the regular season as well. Um, yeah. And and, with, and, and uh, his time with the Toronto Marlies, he's really uh, – Really blossomed there. So I can't wait to see the, that tandem in net and just having Martin Jones as that third stringer just in case something happens. So I like the deal one year, 875,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, a lot of things happening right now with goaltenders in the league.
0: That's why we're going to focus on it for today's episode. And the meat of this conversation is going to revolve around these tandems that Steele and I <laughs> have an eye on to break through this year. Yeah. They will be fantasy relevant. This Martin Jones move is not so much a fantasy relevancy move. This is obviously an insurance security blanket thing by Tre Living. I don't absolutely hate it because the situation here is what you have is Samsonov, a fairly unproven number one goalie who is coming off a pretty good year but was very very shaky in the postseason. Joseph Wall, I believe, for total career games under his belt, including the playoffs, has 15 NHL games of experience. So, yeah, he looked really good in what he's done in the NHL steal. Uh, 2.16 goals against, 932 save percentage in seven games played, regular season, and then obviously the postseason. He is a rookie. He does only have those 15 games. Is he going to be a capable backup? We don't know. So that's the other angle to consider here. Samsonov, for sure, fantasy worthy, definitely. Deeper situations, if it's going to be Joseph Wall, steal. I don't mind actually taking a risk on, you know, I'm going to go keep her dynasty on you at the end of your draft, risking it on Joseph Wall. But at the end of this situation for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is what I wanted to get to before we get to everything else on today's episode. I'm a little bit concerned, pal. I'm concerned. I know this team has all the talent up front and actually it's the blue line that impressed me a lot in the step out last year a really good performance from the Toronto blue line core and I had this number up just to you know me and the stats here very quickly they allowed the sixth least shots on goal per game last year yeah only the Rangers Devils Kings Flames and Kraken allowed less shots on goal against so I think they are going to be okay. I'm just worried, Steele. I don't know. I'm just worried. You know. You know what I'm saying? They got Martin Jones in here. This is a bit of a powder keg situation, and the rest of that East and especially the Atlantic got a lot better.
1: I understand the worrisome coming f- uh, you. as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Completely get it with all the years of trauma that we've suffered. Thank you. Um, and I've been there before, and I've been there. Many, many times throughout the season, back and forth of up the highs and lows, the ups and downs. Mm. But I am fairly confident with this new okay. group of okay. the Toronto Maple Leafs bringing in Tyler Bertuzzi is okay. just an absolute necessity. I like at it. The Leafs I liked it. Yeah, Max Domi, the uh, the, you know, the background that his mm. family has here with his dad, yeah, father playing here. Ty He's Domi. ready to Domi play here. for this team, he has been ready to play for this team for so mm. long, and he again a one-year deal looking for that extension he wants to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs so I'm excited to see what Max Domi does I agree with you I think the blue line uh was great last year the additions that they had uh I like Timothy Lilligran I like Jake McCabe I'm I'm still not sure what they're doing with TJ Brody yet Mm -hmm, uh but the mm -hmm. addition of John Klingberg really excites me as well and what he can probably bring to the second power play yep I I like this team and I think Honestly, I'm not trying to be biased here. but You're drinking the Kool-Aid be, a
0: little, but that's they okay. They will
1: be the top team in the Atlantic Division. I just mm, truly believe mm. that it's their time to finish a top of that division, okay. get home ice advantage again, okay. and just continue on that pace. So I'm fairly confident with this team and the additions. You know, the fourth line is a little bit up there maybe, but I like the grit they have. Dylan Gambrel, Ryan Reeves, and Sam Lafferty all in the back end of the fourth mm, line. So mm. again, that's the necessity the Leafs needed. Uh, to
0: bring in this yeah, offseason, yeah. a little bit more gre- uh, grit, as yeah. well as some
1: talent. You get that in Tyler Batuzzi and Max Domi. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and Max Domi, actually, say what you will about anything about Max Domi, because there has been a lot of bold takes about this Max Domi edition. I almost feel it's been the most polarizing move, even though they brought in a guy in Klingberg who's a big liability, and they yeah. brought in one of the toughest guys in the league in Ryan Reeves. They actually, I feel, are getting more hate for this Max Domi situation. Let's not forget, he was very solid down the stretch for the Dallas Stars. And I actually like that one potentially yeah. the most. And you mentioned he's just going to respect and know what it means to rock that blue and white. Anyway, we're not going to get too far down this path of biasness and Homer-ish there is too much of that going on in the world right now, Steele. So let's <laughs> keep is. it tight and let's keep it clean. We're going to talk about tandems to break out. We're going to talk about tandems to fade as well from a fantasy angle. But today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. And oh, baby, steel, the NFL is right around the corner. Say goodbye to the loved ones. Say goodbye to the family. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Steel, this is firing me up big time. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. You can use those bets on everything from spreads to player props to over-unders and a whole lot more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make sure you take some time to visit FanDuel today and get all of the latest lines and props. And thank
1: you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team, every single day. And Flip... I'm starting to think that it's actually Sunday for the boys instead of Saturday for the boys because Sunday, you're out there on the course with your guys, your buddies. Mm. You're out there for Mm. four or five hours just drinking the Kool-Aid as well. And then you get home and it's football all
0: night
1: long. So Sundays for the boys, football, NFL. Make sure you're betting on FanDuel. Absolutely incredible and safe, secure app to use every single day.
0: Sunday for the girls too, Steele. Let's not forget the ladies.
1: Sunday for the girls as well. You can't can't, uh, forget about that. Let's get back, though. Best tandem goaltenders Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the league. We got two tandems each here. And I'll throw it over to you, Flip, Uh because you said I'm not going to be happy with one of your picks. So I'm very intrigued to see who you're starting with.
0: Steel, the caption on the side of the graphic says (laughs) best tandem goalies and worst tandem goalies. But let's clarify how I'm looking at this, because it's breakout goaltending tandems and tandems to fade. So let's just be – I want to be clear here because – This first tandem is not the best in the league, but I think they're going to be very, very valuable from a fantasy perspective. Yeah. It's Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell. And let me get into this because not only was Stuart Skinner almost the Calder Trophy winner behind Matty Beneers, he stepped out in a very big way for the Edmonton Oilers. And we know the book's been out about this club. They haven't been able to get a number one goaltender. And now they have one. And now I think with him stepping out, and this is my take, this is my bit of a bold prediction, I think with Stuart Skinner now establishing himself as that number one, you're going to be able to get so much more out of Jack Campbell as the number two. He know, We know he doesn't do well under pressure, Steele. We've seen it firsthand. You've seen it live. I've seen it live in person. He doesn't do well under the pressure. So now that we know, actually, every time in his career, he's had that opportunity to take that number one spot he's actually faulted and kind of stepped away from that opportunity. So I'm going to say this, the Edmonton Oilers, you know I've been kind of irking around this team as throwing 20s and 30s, and it hasn't paid off for the Stanley Cup. They've been close. They're going to be close again. The power play is one of the best we've ever seen, and Connor McDavid is ready to do special things once again, and that might be honestly enough to win a cup right there. So that's why I'm looking at both Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell as a breakout tandem for next year. And before I'm done, 29, 14, and 5 for Skinner last year with a 9-13 save percentage. And this team gives up a lot of shots as well. He was really good last year. You know, I can't
1: even hate on it. I don't even disagree. I know you with want it. to. I know I don't want to. I okay. actually I actually like this take here. And I know it seems like I'm not the biggest Stuart Skinner fan, mm. or I'm not the biggest Jack. Well, actually, I am a huge fan of Jack Campbell. Just his play okay. was awful last year. I know it seems like I'm not the biggest uh Stuart Skinner fan. Mm. I just didn't think that he was ready to take that extra step. The Edmonton Oilers needed last year. Not to say that he's not a good goaltender because he's a goal. He Mm. is a great goaltender. And again, Mm. to finish second in the Calder trophy last year is no joke. Obviously when you, when you're on the Edmonton Oilers and you've got that group in front of you, you're going to get the win record. Mm. I think he's still a great goaltender. I just didn't think he was at that level to take them to the, to that top, to take them to the Stanley cup finals where a lot of people really thought they were going to go, but I think that duo again, like you said, if Jack Campbell now not having that number one pressure on his shoulders, yeah. let Stuart Skinner take control over that, back mm-hmm. him up in any way possible that you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that take and I agree with Thank that fantasy wise as well. I think they're gonna Thank do you. fantastic jobs for whoever drafts Stuart Skinner next in this upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. My first uh you know, you breakout tandems for this upcoming season. I'm actually going to the New York Rangers with Igor Shesterkin and Jonathan Ooh. Quick. Um, really liked what he was, uh, really liked what he was doing last year, uh, even with the LA Kings and his Hmm. short time with the Vegas golden Knights, you know, obviously the stats, the stats, the goals against average, especially has not been too kind to him over the last three seasons. Uh, even, even the save percentage hasn't been too kind to him over the last three years.
0: Yeah. This is a bit of a bold one, but I'm here. It is a
1: bold take. It is a bold take, but that's something Igor Shosturkin has needed Hmm. desperately especially the last year i understand that alexander gorgiev and him sort of came in at the same time and shesterkin just really took over that crease from him and gorgiev Mm. didn't get that opportunity but once gorgiev left halak was left out to dry every single time he was in the crease it's like no one even believed in him whatsoever and i think the team can believe in jonathan quick when he is into the cage and that means you don't have to play shesterkin as much him and him and uh Him and uh, Ilya Sorokin are battling right now for the number one and the number two best Mm goaltender in the league. And I think, again, that lifts a little bit of that pressure. And, uh, yeah, that pressure off of Shosturkin's mind uh, going into this upcoming year. A guy of Jonathan Quick's caliber who's won two Stanley Cups in his career who has been in the league for almost 18 years now. It will be his 18th season coming Mm -hmm. up. It's just an incredible thing to have when you have a goaltender of that caliber backing you up and someone that you can actually learn a lot hmm. from mentor, uh, be a, yeah, be a, have a mentor of that, uh, caliber as well.
0: Yeah. Given how good Shesterkin is, I don't know how much I think this fits into the breakout side of things, but I actually like uh, this angle you're taking because, There was a little bit of a regression last year for Shusterkin, and you know how high I am on this goalie. We don't need to go down that road. He is obviously one of the best in the business. I love him fantasy-wise. He's a top-three goaltender in my opinion. And maybe this is one of those angles that you can take. Also, let's not forget the Rangers' blue line is stingy. They allowed 29 shots against per game last year. That was only four other teams better than them. Five, actually. So they're right at the top defensively. So you love kind of aligning yourself with the goalies on the good defensive teams. This isn't rocket science. And I'm actually going to look at a duo that I know is near and dear to your heart. And I think it's going to break out in a big way because of Philip Gustafson. And I think now that Marc-Andre Fleury, speaking of settling into roles, it's clear that it's Gustafson's crease in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I know Reed was up and down last year, Looked good and looked bad at times. And I'm not fully ready to write him off just because he's one of the greatest of all times. And his contract is so hefty. Yeah. So I think that Bill Guerin is going to want to get the absolute most out of his veteran goalie, but I think he's the backup. And I think now that that is more of a case, like case in point, I think this duo is set to break out. I don't know what the Wild are doing overall, Steele. Maybe you have a little bit more insight here. That's why I'm a little bit nervous to, like, say, go out there and make Philip Gustafson, you know, a top 10 goaltender because I kind of want to, but I'm a little bit apprehensive because of the overall success of the Wild. But I'm going to keep my take on this one very short and sweet and just say Gustafson and Flurry, I think there's a lot of value there. And I think they break out this year together. I'm very glad you brought them up so I don't have to. They were
1: all hey. my. They were on my honorable mention list because I didn't want to have to bring them up because uh, you, you know go. how I feel about the Minnesota wild. So I'm mm-hmm. glad you brought mm-hmm. those two players, those two goaltenders up. And especially again, having a backup goaltender like Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, like of, of his caliber is just yes. incredible for a, a young goaltender like Philip Gustafson now blossoming into this starting role. So mm-hmm. thankfully you brought up the wild you talking about them a little bit. I'm actually going to stay in the uh, Western conference now as well and I'm going to go to the Vegas Golden Knights with Aiden Hill and Logan Ooh, Thompson, because that was the big question mark last year for both of us was, what is this goalie team yeah. going to be able to accomplish? And Logan Thompson, again, really just started off like a firecracker. 21-13-3, a nine-fifteen save percentage, obviously goes down to injury. And then it was just a snowball effect for Vegas moving on from there. They went through five goaltenders, yeah, maybe even wild. six the entire season. Crazy. Jonathan Quick, Logan Thompson, Yuri Patera, Aiden Hill, and Laurent mm. Brassois. Just mm-hmm. the amount of goaltenders they had to go through, even in the playoffs, was just unbelievable until Aiden Crazy. Hill took over for them. Yep. But I really think Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson will be that mm. duo next year. Mm. I don't know who will be that starting goaltender after the performance Hill just had. But those are two goaltenders to really keep your eye on, and maybe even taking a little bit early, just because of how strong the Ooh. Vegas goaltender, uh, the Vegas forward group is, and especially that D core as well. Blue in line. Vegas is unbelievable. Yeah. So those yeah. th- th- that tandem right there is one to watch out for, and that is probably going to have a breakthrough
0: season. I totally get this take, Steele, and I like it. I just there is a very real concern for me about track record. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned the point that would actually alleviate that stress and it's how good this team is overall, especially on the back end. So I think actually both goaltenders are going to get a very good shot to battle for that number one spot. And I think, you know, the front office and the bench staff in Vegas is very happy to let that happen. Because either way, whoever's coming out of it is probably going to be a goalie on the kinds of heaters that we saw them both put on last year at actually varying times of the season for both goalies. I love that take, brother. I'm here for it. Vegas is going to be making noise once again, for sure. Returning basically a very similar looking lineup for the most part, especially on the back end. So I'm here for it. (laughs) Let's get to these tandems to regress because I can't wait to upset one of these fan bases that we're about to talk about. I can't
1: wait for this take as well. Thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast. Your first listen every single day. Don't forget hit that subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all that love and support. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Again, continue leaving the con the comments on the YouTube channel. We appreciate again, all the conversations, Mm -hmm. all the questions, all the statements and opinions that you leave us. As well every single day and remember only three episodes per week right now Monday Wednesday Friday in the month of August and right when September 1st comes around we are ramping back up to five episodes per week so thank you for tuning in every single day and every single episode we have continuing on the tandem goalies that we're believing to regress Mm -hmm. this upcoming season if you don't mind I'll actually start this one off and get your take on this for me there is a, a big question mark of what this defensive group as well oh. as the goaltenders in Florida are going to look, mm. lo- uh, look like. So I'm actually going to, to Sergey Bobrovsky and Anthony Stolares uh, mm. as the regressing tandem in Florida. You know, even if Spencer Knight were to come back, just all the question marks, a lot of you know, again, marks. it's no joke about, uh, you know, Mental yeah. illness and, yes. and mental, uh, and everything that goes behind closed Substance doors abuse. behind the scenes, yeah, yeah, all everything that goes by there's no joke about that. But even if he mm. were to come back, what is his play going to be like? So, as of right now, it's Pabroski and Stolares, and that is for me a tandem to mm. regress heavily this upcoming year because even last year, like the reason why Florida was able to squeak in was because their offense was just so dominant, they would have yeah. games that were they would win 6 5 or 6 right. 4. like. Those are the type of games you shouldn't be winning, but their offensive group led by Barkov and Matthew Kachuk, and even mm. for Hagee, was hey. just incredible in the offensive zone. So for me, Bobrovsky, I, I like he was it. one of the goal he was one of the goalies I drafted last year. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. he did okay for me, but there were times where I had to drop him and pick up pick him up like a month later because he he was just letting me down.
0: You know I love me some Carter Verhaeghe action, and I think there's still going to be a lot of very valuable pieces on this Florida Panthers team. But the book and target is out on them now. They're not going to be yeah. surprising as many teams this year after you know they steamrolled through the East with a with swagger <laughs> that a lot of guys are going to take note, especially yeah. on the teams that they're going to probably have to go back through in the Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs, and others. But speaking of the Boston Bruins, I got to say it. Jeremy Swayman and Linus Allmark are set to regret. Okay, okay. But look here, I've been wrong so many times about this Boston Bruins (laughs) team that I almost feel like by me saying this deal, it's an automatic lock that they're going to be just as good. I just don't see it. And I know Patrice Bergeron is one guy, but David Krejci is likely not coming back. There are a lot of question marks in the lineup and that's just a fact. And there's also this fact. They were so good last year that this isn't necessarily a knock. That's just really hard to live up to that same level of excellence. It because is, yes. They were the Jennings Award winners as the goalies with the, the tandem with the least allowed goals in the league combined last year. They were the best. Allmark is the Vesna winner. The Bruins are going to be in trouble. The rest of that Atlantic division got really good. Steel, Detroit, Ottawa. Buffalo is going to be a team to be reckoned with. I'm telling you, I know you feel me on that take. Yeah. Guess what about all those teams? They loaded up offensively. They're coming for this Bruins team. And I think, honestly, this is Swayman's crease. We've talked about that. I'll leave it at this. Tandems to fade a little bit. Swayman and Olmark, I mean it as don't take them as high as you think you should because of this regression I'm expecting. Still valuable steal. Of course, but I think the Boston Bruins might be fighting for one of those bubble spots. Yeah, t-
1: definitely taking a little bit of a hit with the departure of Patrice Bergeron, most likely David Krejci as well. I do believe that Dude, going trying to continue and have that consistency of the, what you just accomplished this past year it's going to be tough for both Jeremy Swayman and Linus Allmark. So mm. I could definitely see a little bit of regression. And, and and I guess we're staying in the Atlantic division for these Ooh. tandems to fade a little bit Ooh. because that's where I'm staying for this next tandem right here. And again, this might be a little bit off the, uh, the subject of, uh, you know, fantasy wise, but I'm okay. going with it anyway. And this is why I actually have Toronto finishing a, a top of the uh, Atlantic division Whoa. because of all these gold t- these tandems were fading right now. And I'm actually staying in Florida. I'm, I'm not saying fade Andre Vasilevsky because he's still one of the best goaltenders. I'm saying as a tandem, it's one of the worst in the league. So I'm going with the Tampa Bay Lightning as a regressing tandem. And if you just look at what, if you just look at what Andre Vasilevsky has had to deal with as a backup goaltender over the last six years, Mm. two years of Louis Domingue, two years of Curtis McElhaney and two years of Brian Elliott, and Jeez. now he's got Jonas Johansson who has literally bounced around the league for the last six years, has only gone into maybe 15 games tops. I think it's actually only 10 tops in a season. And that's just not a goaltender you want to back up. Especially, again, we've talked about the amount of extra games and load and miles on mm. Andre Vasilevsky yeah. over the last three years, especially. So this guy's had to play. 60 plus games, pretty much mm. every single season over the last Oof. four or five years. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying yeah. Andre Okay, but okay. I'm saying as a tandem, it's going to hurt Tampa Bay lightning.
0: Yeah. And Hey, look, thank you for being clear because I think we're also very clear on still the value and skill level of one, very of, the best, valuable. one of the best to do it in a long time, a couple of rings on that guy's finger too. very much in part and parcel for what he did for those squads. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I I, maybe he's so good that he can carry the tandem. But I like that you zeroed in. Look, I I need to. I need
1: to start staying on topic of what of what these uh, these shows are all about.
0: Fantasy wise, you got to reel me back in here, Flint. That's okay. That's okay, Okay. Steel. That's why I'm here. And let me just end it with this because. I think there's some real struggles. I'm sticking to my guns on all my predictions for these teams overall. Edmonton's going to be good. I still think the Wild are going to be good. Boston, yep. I think, regresses. And I think the Washington Capitals are going to be in really tough this year. And when I look at Kemper and I look at Charlie Lindgren, and I know every time I talk about Lindgren, he seems to go on some kind of like voodoo induced heater. That was ridiculous but last year. Th- that's just not a good goalie tandem. And I'll take heat from the Washington Capitals fans because. I know Darcy Kemper is a Stanley Cup champion very recently, and he had a 908 save percentage last year, 22-26-7. and seven. I'm just more so worried about his ability to carry a team that I think is really running out of steam. And we've just talked at length about all these good teams around them in the East loading up, and I know they brought in Max Pacioretty and they'll have a full year yeah. of John Carlson. Okay, sure. Is that enough to go up against... All of the teams that we saw just beef up, especially the Pittsburgh Penguins, their bitter rival who will be right there on the door battling them for that. I'm worried. I'm worried about Darcy Kemper. I don't see Charlie Lindgren as a good backup option. I don't know if I'll get proved wrong again on that one, Steele, (laughs) but that's my take on the Washington Capitals. I would say be very weary, wary of where you're taking Darcy Kemper next season. Uh, I can't wait till we do
1: our early preseason yes, predictions sir. of where these teams will fall in the division and the standings and who will make the playoffs. Cause mm-hmm. I think our list might be a little bit different, but we're on hey. the same, we're on the same track for most of it, I believe, but okay. I'm very excited to see where we actually place them and how many points and whatnot. So very excited for that episode. Remember we will continue doing all the Hawk fantasy content. You can imagine all summer long. And yes, of sir. course we will be dropping the rules and our new fantasy league second year doing this listener Boom. fantasy league. What next episode? And the episode's yeah, coming we'll next it week. Up. We'll tee it up for on Twitter. We're going to get some, uh we're going to get some polls. We're going to get some polls up. We'll get some of your input on what you would like for the second year doing this fantasy hockey listener league. Yes, and again, sir. we appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day, making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast, your first listen, make sure you're tuning in. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, only at three episodes per week right now in the month of August, and then again, five episodes per week starting September 1st. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Have a great weekend for that matter. Good luck with all your summer bets, and we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.